rolling. Hey guys, it's your boy E-Man Bates here. I'm sitting here with uh, Asheville artist Colson here. What's up? So I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming projects, you know, the life of an Asheville artist, like somebody in the hip-hop scene, and then, you know, drink a couple beers. We got a Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium, something we're all too familiar with in the state of Michigan, just because they distribute out there, and between that and Fat Tires, probably one of the biggest ones they got. Let's go, so tell me a little bit about uh, Uppercuts, man. Uppercuts is basically, it's a concept album, but it's a mixtape. Okay. So throughout the whole thing, if you listen to it, I took really popular beats from like a long time ago, and I also took popular beats from that, you know, year, span of two or three years, and I kind of did like a concept album in the sense of, I told a story from the start to the end, Okay. and it shows some struggles, and kind of talking about how I overcame some struggles, it's, there's some, some funny stuff on there, there's some sad stuff on there. Like, uh, what I tell you, like I tell my roommate, don't fart in my truck? Oh yeah, see that, that, I love doing stuff like that, that's just an inside joke. That I knew one person would hear and just feel like, damn, he put that in his song. <laughs> and I just was like, I mean, it was funny anyway. And I just want to shout out my old roommate, you know, because he's like my brother. Right. So, was that Charlie, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to Charlie for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so I know you got a couple new projects a little bit, but I want to talk about a little couple highlighted ones that I liked on uh, cool. Uppercuts. Awesome. awesome. Sweater Weather is one thing. Oh, okay, okay. Let's talk about, so let's talk about the concept going behind that song, because I know it told a story. It was yeah. about you know it was about a girl and everything like that. Right. Like So go into a little bit of detail, like the mentality of going to that song, because I love that J. Cole likes Please, so I'm like... Well, that's about the same person, yeah. and okay. I you know keep things private, because you know, there's... It's water under the bridge at this point, and there's all a bunch of respect going in that direction. Okay. But it was a letter to a certain someone. The song happened to be our song. It was uh, the neighborhood sweater weather. Okay. So I went and looked, and I found that beat, and I started writing to it. Okay. And initially, the first half of that song, I had already written to her, and I'd let her hear it, and, I, and it was it was gonna be a you know positive, uplifting song talking about. You gave me superpowers. And that's the line where I say, you gave me superpowers. That's when I took the song in a different direction. That's when I took it off of the original beat. And I went and got Sweater Weather and continued writing it as a letter. Okay. And uh, it turned out really, really good. It's probably, I get the most feedback about that song from everybody than any other song. That's one of my favorites too on yeah. that one. That and the one with Poe Folk actually at the very beginning. The one oh, we were just referencing man. was po cool Folk too. killed it. Shout yeah. out to Poe Folk. Shout out to Poe Folk. I actually yeah. checked out some of his music. I probably should have got him on this run too. Yeah. Been kind of strapped for time. Maybe next time, Poe yeah. Folk, but I like your music as well. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's funny as hell too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another one was the the one that the one over that Drake beat, 0 to 100. 0 to 100. Yeah. I just wanted to flex. Ah, I really okay. just wanted to flex, man. Yeah, you saw a lot of versatility on that project, which I Thank appreciate, you. too. So Thank I like you. that. It was like 50 minutes or so. And the cover where you kind of beat up and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, you know, with the Holy Water, I'm kind of familiar with that one. But still. Yeah. Like, that's kind of I, that's the theme of it. Like, I took a beating. To, to, for that project to happen, I took a beating. You know? And so I got a makeup artist to come out and make it look like I got, you know, beat up. Right. Uh, shout out to Andrew Anderson. He made the cover. He took the picture and he made the artwork, made the cover. Dang it. it worked out great. 
Nice. All right. Uh, another common theme on that project was a little, you know, the struggles with like addiction and stuff like that. Mm, so yeah. I know that was a big thing. Absolutely. So let's go in, you know, if you don't mind, let's go into that a little bit. Yeah. We're no, not to, you know, go that deep, but yeah. just kind of like, you know, what drove you to kind of come out and, you know, like say, you know, this is, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, this is who I am type of deal. Mm. So I just want to know, like, you know, what the mentality was with that. I want to help people. First and foremost, and not even just with addiction, but I think uh, if I came out and was honest about things and told people what I was going through, specifically, like, you know, I love that line, jumped out of the fryer into the frying pan, you can't beat no Percocet addiction with a bike. I was going to actually quote that, so I'm glad you said that. (laughs) And so I just want to help people, and I think a lot of people don't talk about stuff, and music, writing the music is my therapy, whether it makes it to a you know, a link or an album or whatever, or if it never leaves my bedroom, writing it down and spitting it over and over, that's my therapy. Gotcha. And that's like 75% of how I got out of that hole I was digging for myself. I appreciate that. I I appreciate hearing stuff like that. I mean, I I always respect artists that take their personal struggles and kind of mold it into something creative like that. So, yeah, yeah, like that's salute to you for that one. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, you know, that, and I'm proud of not, going back on my word, you know? I never wanted to be an artist to talk about something and then three years later be like, man, he ain't doing so good. You know what I mean? So I'm proud to be completely out of that hole, kick dirt over it, and walked away from it, you know? Bury it and on to the next one. Exactly. And then we're going to get into the next one, but first, let's get into some beers. Let's do it. So the Imperial IPAs, one I've actually, I'm going to be completely honest with you and keep it real, I've never really been a fan of Imperial IPAs, just a little bit on the, a little bit great, like a little bit on the IBU side, or the high IBU side, I should say. Yep, 7% alcohol content. That's always fun. They have two more, they've got the Imperial, oh yeah, the Imperial IPA, that's 9%, and then another one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's 7.5. I tell AD's in the background here, but I always tell I always like to split this fax to people about the uh, about the foam. Yeah. So you actually want to pour as much you want to get as much foam out the bottle as you can. Oh man. So this otherwise <laughs> this is how you I'm feel. Up. <laughs> this is how you feel bloated and stuff like that is because you don't get it all out. Yeah. Because you have like the residue from the yeast and stuff like that at the bottom of it. Oh, so okay. you always want to get as much foam out as possible. Oh, I'm always trying to be like <laughs> no foam, no foam. Dude, that's the I don't know why it's like a it's been a myth and it actually blew my mind the first time I heard right. that. Like we the fir- my very first episode of our podcast. Uh, shout out to Christy Muckles by the way. She was the one who schooled me on that. Yeah. I'm looking like you want to get as much foam out as possible. What? All right, cool. Right, cool. Well, cheers. Right, cheers, my friend. Let me give her a taste. That's <laughs> good. I, I haven't even had the this Voodoo Ranger. I was going between the other two. These three are like my, or those other two have been like my go-to for the past couple weeks. I just really discovered these. Yep. You know, I'll have a beer that I like to drink, you know, for a couple weeks, and then I'll try something else. Do you actually know the history of the IPA? I do not. No. So... One thing about the IPA, they pretty much just jam in as much hops as possible when they were transferring over from, I think it was Great Britain to, from India. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is actually act as a preservative. So when they were actually transferring over, it lasted longer and actually made the beer a lot stronger. So that's actually how an IPA came about. Because really? it used to be just L's and like stuff like that, like mm-hmm. back in the day. And, but then the IPA came about as literally just a preservative. Like that's why they had that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. That's real wild. All right. 
And we're sitting over here at Professor T Studio, so shout out to him. I know he's in the background. You recorded all your music here, or? I've got a new single called Alma Mater, and it's a an homage to, obviously, my old school, you know, I went to, Irwin High School, and kind of uh, broaden it out a little bit, and I'll say some things about, I, I'll put it down for the city that I love. Okay. So it's more, it's like I'm including Asheville as my alma mater, you know. Um, but that's it. It's just a, it was a great single to come back out with it's it there's a couple references in it saying you know now i'm back and I, I think it was important i had a couple songs to pick from and um you know we we wanted to get this song done for this i called professor t he moved some things around he made it happen so big ups to him and Shout out professor t i mean he's a magician he's he's a professor that's actually <laughs> but he's a, he's a little bit of a magician too i mean he works some magic on that. So what's uh what's the idea? You, I know you have an upcoming project in general coming out, right? It's not coming out. <clears throat> right now, I have a full mixtape as well as a full album. Okay. I'm debating on breaking down that mixtape and finding more original content to put those lyrics on because I'm somewhat in love with some of the stuff I've written on this mixtape. I don't want to just throw it into another mixtape because it seems to me that people that listen to me my core fan base they love the original content i think yeah. they loved uppercuts but you got a lot of views content. on that i was just kind of scamming on it was, oh, yeah yeah it's pretty nice man well so what's the what's the concept going into the new project i'm not sure i don't know what i'm gonna name the the original the mixtape i was gonna name live from my parents house or live from my parents basement okay and kind of Play on words like live, like almost make it sound like we're doing a live album. Right. But really, um, the the double, the wordplay would be live at my parents' house. Because, you know, there for a while when I had a little bit of dark times that we just talked about previously. Right. You know, I moved in with them for a couple months so I could get out of a dark situation and then find my own place to live. So I wrote a lot of those lyrics in the back bedroom of that house. And nice. So I just thought it would be a good concept to just kind of like, show a little more vulnerability, people don't really want to admit that they had to move back into their home. Right. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to kind of be like, you know, it's okay if you have to do it maybe once. I like that. Yeah. I like the relatable stuff like that. Yeah. Too. I mean, everybody, you know, kind of feels that in some way. So, I mean, that's, there's you no know, kudos to you for doing something nice. like that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Asheville music scene. Like, okay. so... And I really didn't know Asheville had a hip hop scene until I came here. Yeah. And we, you know, I was talking to Spaceman Jones yesterday. Shout out to him. We did uh, Musashi Zero. Uh, that's not oh, yeah. before that. I've heard his stuff. Uh, met uh, PTP. I met uh, SK, uh, the novelist. He's the man. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah, man. So, I, yeah. So, how, like, one thing I noticed is I really like a. Really like a collective. Like, you guys all know each other. Yeah, we all too. know each other. So, yeah, like, how. Uh, I'm gonna say like, well, I'm trying to figure out how to expose like the Asheville music scene like to the world, like the hip hop scene. It's a good question. Yeah. So how would That's how would question. you go about like saying like you know, hey, we're here. You guys should come here to you know, you guys should listen to us. You guys should come here for our show and stuff like that. Ah uh, man, it's a it's a really good question. I'm trying to figure that out within these groups. Like I know these guys. I'm not sure if Musashi knows me. I know PTP. I know of them, but yeah. SK, we've hung out, we freestyled together right. and stuff. So Ern's a great battle rapper, by the way. Dude, <laughs> check out his battle raps. You will go down a rabbit hole. 
He's he started AVO uh, Battlegrounds. Really? Yeah, and okay. it's it's grown. They've got a music, or I'm sorry, they've got a clothing line, Ugly Clothing, sponsoring them. I mean, they're they're really growing, and it's top notch talent. Okay. Top notch talent, but uh, as far as the whole co- whole group, I don't know if there's a collective. There's you know, a bunch of collectives. Right. And I don't think there's no collectives that don't really mess with other collectives. But probably some more than others. I feel like you guys are like that scene is if one of you guys blow, all of you guys are like right behind it. Hopefully so. Yeah, because I feel like... I mean, I'd, I'd like to think so. It just seems like that type of community, which I, you yeah. know, I always appreciate stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so next I want to get into, I guess, like, do you have any videos or anything coming out? Alma Mater, we're gonna definitely gonna do a video. Alright, and then we went over Alma Mater, like kind of like the sound of it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I was paying homage to your you know, school and everything yeah, like that just in the city. Mainly just talking about being a kid in school. Um, the name of the beat was called Alma Mater. Okay. And a lot of the times I'll take the name of the beat and just run with it. Right. And it was just really easy to just keep going with that subject matter. And so, still trying to think of a concept, still trying to get access to my old high school, get up in there and film. Gotcha. I think that'd be pretty dope. You said you were giving a production a little bit too, right? I'm trying to. Um, not the best beat maker in the world. I hear that. I, I do have Fruity Loops on my computer, and I'm trying my best to learn. Thought about taking a class somewhere, seeing if there's some kind of place where I can actually, you know, gotcha. get a grade on it. <laughs> One thing I always want to talk about too is we, I when uh, when they were telling me is that you're actually opening for Warren G. So right, yeah, December fifth. Get into that, like how that even came about. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend, Erin. Uh, we were just sitting at the house. She told me Warren G's coming to Asheville. And she was like, you've been talking about finding a warm-up show. See, I want to come back out and do a show. And I've headlined shows, and they've been great. But I, I ain't performed in over a year. I haven't put out any new material in over three. I don't really think I deserve to do a show where I'm headlining. I don't. I want right. to do, basically, I say it like, I want a couple warm-up fights before I go into the championship We're going match. back to the uppercuts theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm just right. um, wanting to get a couple features, and so I just kind of, I tried to get in there, and it, after a couple weeks, they contacted me back, and they said, yeah, we want you to come and help us out. Nice. You got any other shows, like in uh, books or anything like that coming no, up? No, I'm, I'm trying, but I'll tell you, the worst feeling in the world is getting off stage and not having another show booked. There's like this weird empty hole that you cannot fill, and you're just like, oh no, what do I do now? It's like walking with no floor in front of me. So I'm definitely gonna try to have something booked before I walk off the stage to Super Fest. Good to hear, man. Yeah. Uh, one thing, another thing too, like I guess, like what would you want people to take away from your music, like when they hear it? I I just I want people to get goosebumps, but I think everybody wants that with their music, you know. I want. Just give people the feels. I want them to think, but I also want them to be like, "Damn!" I, I want them to, I want to, in, I want them to involuntarily move to that music. Got you. And also walk away with some sort of message. And I've I've had people come up to me and be like, "This line, this is what your line meant to me." And I'll be like, "Actually, I didn't even write it to mean that, but that's cool as hell that you got that interpretation out of that line." Right. Yeah. So I just I want people to really soak it in. And then to just like spit out, you know, their interpretation of it. Gotcha. All right, just to wrap it up, I got one more question for you. And this is the question I ask every artist I talk to. What was that defining moment that wanted you to get into music? Hmm. 
probably, so I, I didn't take music seriously. I didn't know I could rap until I was freestyling at a party after college. I, didn't, I went through all through, well, I didn't graduate college, but I went through high school, a little bit of college, didn't even know, I mean, I loved rap, but I didn't know I could do it. Right. And then you just have a few brews and you're sitting at a party, you decide to join a freestyle cypher, and one thing leads to another, and after a couple people tell you, like, you should sit down and write this down. You should try to make beats. And after getting crowd, or not beat, try to write you some beats. Right. Sir. After getting a crowd reaction, that's just almost so overwhelming. It almost stops your flow where you can't keep rapping. That's why I'm so impressed with these battle rappers. Because yeah. when they drop a line and everybody's like, oh! Off top of the head, That's hard too. to that's keep going. Thing, man. Yeah. It's hard to not acknowledge that. <laughs> but about, that's about the, the defining moment. And then after creating a song... And then looking at it and standing up and walking around the room there and being like, where did those lyrics come from? Because I sure as hell just didn't write that. That came from somewhere else. Right. That's about the point when I was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. Gotcha. You know, from there, the rest was history. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all for you. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, me, man, Bates here. We're at Professor T Studios. Shout out to Colson for sitting down with us. Shout Thanks out for to, having uh, me. No problem, man. Shout out to Voodoo Ranger, New Belgium. Or... New Belgian Voodoo Ranger. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Take care until next episode. Peace.